Sports Voice. Joe Pod back in on a Thursday night. It's Sports Open Line, a shorter show tonight. We go just to 7 o'clock, and it's Thursday night football uh, at that point. So uh, switching things up a little bit, we touched on the Blues, of course, who are getting set for a game tonight. But we uh, would be remiss not to uh, revisit a little baseball talk, talk a little Cardinals, among uh, other things. With our next guest, we go back to the Quiver River guest line. And uh, with us now, it's Rob Raines from stlsportspage.com. Rob, appreciate you taking some time tonight as well. Uh, my pleasure, Joe. Thank you. How are you? I am doing well. Um, I mentioned this already, but I am thrilled with the signing of Wilson Contreras. That was my number one as far as what I wanted them to do, where I wanted them to go catching-wise. I'm thrilled that they have done that. Um, were you surprised? Uh, do you like the signing? All of those good things that come along with a big free agent signing. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because you look at it and you say, you know, compare, right, compare him and Sean Murphy, for example, okay? You know, which, if you had, a, if a perfect world, you could have either of them, the cost is exactly the same, What you know, what, whatever, would you have taken Murphy over Contreras? And I think the answer is probably yes, simply because of the difference in a couple of years in the age, difference in a little bit in the defensive ability, but the, everything's not being equal. You know, I mean, you got Contreras and all you had to give him was money, whereas if the reports that we've seen, you know, are accurate, and I have no reason to doubt that they are, are, you know, what Oakland was asking for in exchange for Murphy would have been a disastrous trade for the Cardinals, even as good as, as Murphy is. So, you know, that's why I'm sure the Cardinals were trying to see if Oakland would come off of that demand and maybe try to put a, you know, slot a couple of different players into to, uh, into the conversations, but Oakland wasn't budging. And as a result, uh, Murphy's still in Oakland and the Cardinals have Contreras. And I think you have to 100% respect the way that um, the organization went about it. As you said, they're probably actively discussing with Oakland if there is any way to come down off their demands from the players that they, you know, that they wanted. We, you know, read Donovan and Newt Barr, among others, among prospects. But at the same time, they are also meeting in person with Wilson Contreras, with his family in Miami. I mean, the due diligence obviously was done. Yeah, I mean, it's not like they all of a sudden decided to right. within a span of 24 hours, okay, well, we're not going to get Murphy, let's go get Contreras. I mean, they were, they were, you know, there were parallel tracks going on at the same time. And there had to be because if they, they knew if they, and I think the same thing was going on with the shortstop situation as well, because they knew that if, if something were to happen one way, that it would impact something else. It would trigger another possible move. So I give them credit for, for doing that and not putting all of their eggs, you know, in one basket, so to speak, to pull out the cliche and, and then be stuck if nothing happens. So, you know, Contreras is definitely a, a, the, the best free agent catcher that was on the market. He's definitely the best offensive free agent catcher that was there. I mean, at 22 home runs a year ago and what really wasn't a, a great year for him. He's still 30 years old, so I think you know the the, the definitely is an upgrade on the offensive side of the, of the catcher, which Cardinals desperately needed. I mean, John Mozeliak basically had to do this because he made no secret uh, ever since the season ended that they were going to try to provide an upgrade for the, the catcher position, and that was the, their number one priority. So he kind of backed himself into a corner a little bit by saying that and, and knowing that that's what they had to do. And yet I give him credit for getting it for getting it done, you know. So uh, and we'll see. You know, I, I think the thing interesting thing about control defensively is you know it's hard to to 
two things. It's hard to compare anybody to Molina, uh, even though I think Molina slipped a little bit as he got older, you know, that he wasn't the defensive catcher that he was in his, in his prime, and that's to be expected. But I also think that with the rules that are going to be changing at some point here in the next couple of years, uh, the pitch framing, all that kind of stuff, the things that Yachty did so well, are not going to Might not matter. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's not going to come as important. So you're not going to be able to steal a pitch, for example, because of the way you caught it and moved your glove, and the umpire gave you gave you the call. Um, so so we'll see how that affects you know the overall game. So you know we don't and we won't know. You know I've seen and read about some of the pitchers that Contreras worked with with the Cubs have had very, given him high marks and said he definitely improved defensively over the years. They liked pitching to him. They thought he called a good game. So, you know, so I, I think that, and yeah, I think he wants to be here, which is number one. I think he's not, he's not scared by being the guy that's going to follow Molina. He's accepting that responsibility from what I've seen and well, heard him say. He's embracing it now, according to that yeah. Players' Tribune article. Yeah, and that's good. I mean, that's, you know, you wouldn't want somebody to come in and, and all of a sudden, because you know he's going to hear the comparisons. You know people are going to still be talking about Molina and, well, this, he doesn't do this as well as Molina or, you know, whatever. But I think he can make up for that by, you know, what he does do well and this accentuate what he does well, which is which is hit. And the other thing, I think, the only thing that scares me a little bit about it is the five-year contract. But again, I think the other thing is that kind of takes away some of the risk factor is the the fact that he also has had a pretty good success as a DH. So if you're getting two or three years into that contract and he's not really the catcher that he should be to be behind that position, you have somebody, Herrera or whoever it is, is kind of ready, then you could just kind of probably easier slide him into that DH role, at least on a part-time basis. Yeah, and I'm less worried about, I mean, starting, you know, a five-year contract starting at age 30 than I am, you know, starting at even like age 32. I mean, so that doesn't bother me. And is that exactly as you said, having the, the DH in the NL, I mean, makes a world of difference for this deal, uh, period. So like I said, I am all for it. I like the fact that they are moving towards or that they have moved now towards a more offensive-minded, uh, you know, catcher and, and getting offense out of that position. Before I let you go, I do want to uh, just, you know, your opinion. Do you think there's more to come, um, even if it's, you know, on a small, I would imagine it's on a smaller scale. Do you think there's more to come from from John Moselec and company? I'd like to see him go still try to strengthen the pitching staff, whether it's a, a starter or a bullpen guy or a guy who could probably go both ways. I think I still think, and I know they've got six guys that they say could start if the season started tomorrow, but to me, they, you know, I'm not, I think they've got the offense now with, I'm still bullish on the young kids. I, I like the fact that they didn't have to trade any of those guys to, to upgrade the offense. And I still think you're going to count on O'Neill and, and Gorman and Carlson being better than they were in 2022. So but to me, if they're going to get a big improvement and maybe have a potentially deeper run in October, they've got to do it on the pitching side. They've got to go get a guy who could be a, a number one or a front of the rotation starter. I just don't think they've got, I think they've got like a bunch of guys that are third or fourth, fifth starters, but you know, maybe Flaherty could be the one if he's healthy, but I think that's where the next upgrade should come if it was me. Well, and it's and it's crazy, right? Because a couple of years ago, had you said, "Yeah, Flaherty's still on this team," and you don't have necessarily a number one starter, you would have said you're you're nuts. But it's because of that, the fact that now you don't have the clean injury history, you can't guarantee that that he's going to be able to to answer the bell, you know, through the end of the year. And I think you need more than one anyway. I mean, even if he was the number one right. guy, I mean, I think, you know, look at, you know, Verlander and, and Scherzer. Now. I mean, look at the way the other top, you know, we saw Nolan and Wheeler, you know, certainly in October here. So, I mean, I think, I think the teams that are positioned to have a deeper run in October, they've got a couple of those guys. They don't just have one. And do you believe that they are, that the Cardinals are content with what they have offensively where the, and the way they line up defensively? I think so, but I think it all, I mean, I think they're going to be open to, to listening. I mean, I think they're going to be exploring options. I mean, I think 
you know, if they can find another bat somewhere, I think they'd probably listen to it. You know, I think they've seen we've we've seen evidence that they're not really interested in trading some of the top prospects, which I agree with. So they could just go see what what other you know minor maybe another free agent that they could get on a shorter term deal that you know, not to say Corey Dickerson, but somebody that would fall into that kind of a, you know category that you could sign to a one-year part-time role, something like that to strengthen the, the bench. I could maybe see but you know, I, I think that they're pretty comfortable with, with what they've got. And actually they probably got more players right now than they'll have, you know, when you look at the, try to break down the roster and say, who are the 26 players, who are the 13 position players, they're going to be on this roster when the season starts. If they don't make any other moves, especially if you add in the possibility of Jordan Walker making the team out of spring training, you know, they've, they're already kind of in a numbers crunch. Yeah. That, that, that's a really good point because you're at a, you're in a situation now where you're certainly, I mean, you're not really roadblocking anybody from, from making that ascension. Um, and, and obviously within the next couple of years, we're going to see one of, if not both of Jordan Walker and Mason win. So I, I, I do like where they're at and, and, hundred percent agree with you when you say, you know, when you talk about and going back to the Sean Murphy deal, not mortgaging, you know, what you have, even if it's, you know, not your top prospect, we, we know that the Cardinals are going to be protective of those guys. I think there's not that much difference really between Contreras and Murphy offensively. I do think there's a little bit of a difference defensively, but not, not worth what it would have cost you in the difference in what it took to get Contreras versus what it would have cost you to get Murphy. Hundred percent, and I, like I said, I'm excited about it. I like it, and uh, if if uh, if he's excited as he seemed to be, you know, when he wrote in the Players' Tribune, I think that I think St. Louis fans are going to love the guy. Well, we heard back, you know, as early as that season when he, you know, was there going to be, he's going to be a free agent. He's reaching out to Quintana. He was checking in with the Quintana's, say, right? What's going What's going on in St. Louis? I mean, you you could tell from two or three months ago that St. Louis was really where he wanted to go. And I suspect he probably had, you know, similar contract offers from other other teams. We know Houston was interested in him. I think there are a couple other clubs as well. But he was obviously holding out, waiting for, for St. Louis to come through. And they did. Rob, baseball season will be here before we know it. Uh, it's already here. It's always baseball. <laughs> it's always, it is always baseball season. Well, I appreciate you spending a little bit of uh, time with us tonight. Uh, have a great holiday, great new year. I'm sure we'll have a chance to catch up again. Thank you. My pleasure. That is Rob Raines, stlsportspage.com. You can.